And that's how I escaped Alcatraz. Alcatraz? That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. The no follow-up to that? Story. Yeah, no, sorry you didn't get to hear the story. Oh, but... I bet it was it was good. Were you uh, Sean Connery? Uh... Is that, uh, is that is he in the Alcatraz movie? Yeah, The Rock, starring Sean Connery and Nicholas Rock. Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. That and would be hilarious. Rock. The Rock, Rock should have been in The Rock. Uh, Wait, that the The Rock is from what? Is that the 90s or is that early 2000s? 90s. 90s. Okay, so the, sure. the Rock was still wrestling. Yeah, he was. He, still he was just a he was just a pebble. Out there being the people's champion. Yeah, you know he was on the. Playing out rock bottoms. Yeah. My face is so washed out, and it's just natural lighting. Come on, dude. come on. I. I had to like bump my lights up. I was like very dark in the corner and being really moody, which is which fits the movie we're doing today tonight. Yeah, so uh, it's two things. I have a big white wall next to me, and yeah. I have a big white forehead. Yeah, so. same. <laughs> I, uh, and I'm bald now, so it's just extra reflection. Oh, the problem right now I'm running to is I have my key lights pointing both at me, and they're reflecting <laughs> off my glasses, so I look like an anime protagonist. Right nice. now, <laughs> which I mean isn't the worst thing ever. I'm I'll take it. Right here, so like the natural lighting's good till it ain't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really, I have my window open. Um, luckily, by the time it's we're now in that weird part of the summer where it's just light until like midnight. Mm -hmm. Almost it feels like. Mm -hmm. But then it's like still light at like 5 a.m. Yeah. I... Reverse it's... that. Give me more darkness. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird place out there right now It, it really is like, uh, A Grumble, warm, welcome to the greatest movie podcast of all time Wow, I'm feeling cocky tonight you, You're really laying it on thick <laughs> Welcome everyone to the greatest podcast of all time <laughs> But no, really, That's welcome in all That's what my dad says <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Reviewed by Shane's dad and my mom <laughs> Oh, my We're mom would probably be mad about all the swears I say. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> it happens. Yeah, did, yeah. I wonder if there's anyone who has a podcast who, like, doesn't cringe at the thought of, like, their parents listening to it at times. Like, I'm cool for most of the time, but yeah. I see some pretty stupid things on here. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, we should probably start I the podcast. Really thought about it too much. I, to I haven't either. I listen to a lot of podcasts. It's like my general like media consumption right now because I'm driving a lot, and I'm just like, huh. I wonder what their parents think if they ever <laughs> listen to this. I just, it's just that I know my dad doesn't listen to this podcast, right? <laughs> so it's just like I don't really think about it that often. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my god, alright, I have to turn a fan on, and for some reason it is really hot in here. Summertime. Not, not for some reason, it's summer. <laughs> but yeah, one second, everyone. Oh, man. I feel like there was something I wanted to say to him, like, immediately, but I forgot what it was. Because I had that Alcatraz thing lined up. It's not on. Damn. This hasn't kicked on, okay. We'll just turn off the Spotify while he's away before I forget. 
I'll just ad lib it. <laughs> My room is like Schrodinger's room. Schrodinger's temperature. Oh my god, I turned the fan on, the AC you just turned on. Um, I- my computer and my- me standing is literally like three feet underneath a vent. And if the vent's on, I freeze to death. But if the vent's turned off and the AC's off, I burn to death. <laughs> but I just turned my fan on, so obviously that means my AC's gonna turn on, so now I'm gonna freeze to death. Welcome to the podcast. Um... Oh my god, we need to start this, but I just got a tweet notification? Tweet? Twat? Not a twat, not a twat. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Spider-Man. No, it wasn't. It was just like, hey, you might find this interesting, which usually I don't find anything Twitter tells me interesting. Spider-Man trailer? Uh, just pictures. Oh, because the internet has just been, like, going off about, like, Give me those Spider-Man <laughs> They really, they really have been. That's why I was like, did they, they of course they're dropping right now. <laughs> but no, it's just an image of an X, like a pirate map line, and then a house. Let's start the podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back, or welcome for the first time to Ruining Movies, a live podcast on Twitch. Um, the best it, one it, ever. The best one ever, as you heard of at the top of the show, in which uh, your hosts, me, Zach, and that Shane. That's me. <laughs> who's caveman speak. Um, we talk about movie news. We discuss the movie of the week. This week, we are talking about Robert Eager's The Witch. I wish I could say that in, like, old English. We're speaking of thy, thy moving image, thy witch. Thou art talketh about thine witches. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> We're talking about the 2015 movie, The Witch, The Vavitch, uh, by Robert Eagers. Great movie. We'll talk about that towards the end of the show. Um, and then we'll ruin it. So that's that's the whole no. gimmick here. The audience, the audience ruins it. That's the whole gimmick here. You guys come in, you vote on if we're making a prequel, sequel, or remake, and then in the genre of your guys' choices, and then we have to remake that movie. Last week, we remade... The Italian horror masterpiece Suspiria into a lifetime movie called Surprise! It's pretty good. Um, but before we get into ruining the witch, let's talk about what we've been watching and chat. If you guys have been watching anything nice, important, cool, fun you want to talk about, throw it up in chat and we'll discuss it. Um, Shane, have you been watching anything lately over this last week that we're not going to uh, talk about later? <laughs> uh, yeah, a British game show. <laughs> oh, you were telling me about this, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I recommend it. It is, uh, I'm going to put in quotes game show because I don't even know if they call it that, but it is <laughs> points based and there are rewards. Um, okay. And it's called Taskmaster and it's like these five comedians take on tasks. So I, I watched, I've been watching like clips upon clips upon clips. Um, but then today I finally watched the first episode of season one and it's pretty nice. funny. <laughs> the task is eat this watermelon as fast as you can. What? <laughs> eat as much as this watermelon as you can, and they have a minute. So these five people go in and like they all just have a whole watermelon in front of them, unlike cut or anything. And they just have to eat it. <laughs> and they have a minute. So one of them's like, "Can I have a knife?" And the guy's like, "Yeah." And he gives him a knife, and <laughs> he goes in with a knife and fucking cuts it in half, and like starts eating some watermelon and these two other dudes go in and they just fucking smash the shit out of this watermelon. 
I, and, and ate a bunch of it. It was hilarious. I gotta say, have you ever seen uh, the Great British Bake Off? No, but I've heard so much. They just do. They so just have things. better reality TV over there for some reason. I don't know if there's nothing to do oh. on that island, or it's just <laughs> dreary all the time. But like, I can honestly say I enjoy their talk shows, their reality shows, like Big Brother and stuff, like way more <laughs> than anything we produce. Yeah, it, it was great. It, it, it's been a real riot. I would recommend it to anyone. I, I'm pretty sure every episode is on YouTube on their YouTube channel. Yeah, oh, uh, that's it's, uh, yeah. Also, that like um, the if he has, they're usually on the BBC. It's like pretty accessible to everyone. Um, True. To be able to watch it, uh, whatever says I love the Great British Bake Off. I do too. If you guys want some wholesome, pretty humorous television, that's like so okay. There's like a difference between American cooking shows and British cooking shows where like Amer- like. It's the Gordon Ramsay difference. Like, you watch him on any British TV show, and he's, like, really wholesome and, like, really, like, confident, and he's, just, like, really nice to the people doing it and, like, really wants them to do the best. And then he's on American TV, and he's just screaming at them, like, giving them, like, death threats. Um, that's kind of, like, the Great British Bake Off. It's so nice and wholesome and cheery and just a good show to watch. But okay. if it, they made an American version, which I think they did, I feel like it would be a lot of yelling. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay that makes scrambled eggs. That's the Gordon Ramsay I want to be around. Exactly. I, I know exactly that clip you're talking about. I don't want Hell Kitchen, Gordon Ramsay. That Gordon Ramsay scares me. No. no. Have you ever seen his, uh, like, food reviews of, like, Instagram? People tweet him. Yes, yes, I have. Food. Oh, it is. He's hilarious. That that guy. I don't, yeah, I don't know I like how we him. got here. I like it. We were talking about <laughs> British shows. Gordon yes. Ramsay's British. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, um, yeah. That's like the main notable thing. Uh, I mean, other than the the stuff that we talked about. What are you, an idiot sandwich? <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, he does. I will have to give Gordon Ramsay. He does have some pretty good one-liners. Like, he's good at talking smack. Um. Awesome. So. Is that it? The only you only been watching that? I haven't been watching anything. I don't know why I said that so like pointedly. Pointedly, no, is that the uh, only thing you've been watching? I haven't been watching anything either. I was saying before uh, the podcast, uh, most of my time's been on Minecraft this last like week. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I've just uh, it's been Minecraft and Lucifer for me. I'm in the final season. Nice cruising. Talk about a British person who could say mean things to me, and I'd be okay with it. I don't even know if that actually is that is the actor for Lucifer British. I feel like he does a good idea. British accent. Let's see. I'd be kind of surprised if he isn't. Well, Tom Ellis. Oh, that doesn't sound like a British name. Oh, he's from Wales. Okay. I'm sorry if you're Welsh. I know they're different places. <laughs> um, it's good. I recommend Lucifer. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, you've been grinding it out for the last couple weeks. Yeah, good. yeah, you you can tell the difference when it was like a CW show for the first few seasons, and now it's a Netflix show the last few seasons, and like the quality has actually gotten a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, um awesome. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. I've been listening to podcasts in Minecraft. Like, there's not, and The Witch and Loki, but we'll talk about both of those in a bit. Um, so yeah, let's move on to some movie news. So we got. Nothing like incredibly jarring. Nothing that's came out that's like, ah, like this is amazing <laughs> news. Oh, I'm so excited. But like, we got some pretty like cool low key things. The like, ah, low key, low key <laughs> uh-huh. things coming uh-huh. out that like 
they're far off, but they do seem pretty interesting. And I want to start off with a thing that I saw this week that kind of I shared to like a lot of people I know because it's just such a weird concept, but I think will turn out really cool. And that's the Lord of the Rings anime prequel coming out. I saw that you mentioned that, but I didn't check it out. I should have clicked it. Yeah, so we don't have any trailers or anything, or anything, like, exciting in that sense. Um, but we do have some information on it. So, first of all, New Line Cinema, which is Peter Jackson's... Uh, the studio that Peter Jackson used to make The Lord of the Rings is producing it. So, we already have a return to, like, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Um, but it's going to be an anime... Um, which is, I think, the most interesting concept there. It's a Lord of the Rings anime. Like, I, I will be the first to admit I have not watched that much anime in my day. I'm Dragon Same. Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z is, like, Same. the most anime I've watched. <laughs> um, I mean, Studio Ghibli, Ghibli, however you say that. I also watched all those films. Mm -hmm. But, like, in a world that really loves anime, like, anime is huge right now. And it, deservingly so, like, it's... Probably, like, out of all of our friends, like, it's probably the media talked about the most. I don't know if I, we just have a lot of friends that love I anime. I agree with that. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I feel like you can go really anywhere and anime is really big right now. So, combining, like, the Western powerhouse of Lord of the Rings with, like, Eastern anime is going mm -hmm. to be very interesting. Especially, we found out the story is going to be about, um... The Rohirrim, the Rohirrim, you know, the writers Rohan. It's going to be about their legendary king and, like, the start of Helm's Deep. Nice. That sounds amazing. Right. So the story sounds awesome, sounds sweet. Um, anime, I mean, if it, anime is a good budget, because, I mean, I've seen clips of anime that doesn't have a good budget and it looks kind of bad. But, I mean, I feel like if you're doing Lord of the Rings, you're going to have a good budget behind it because people want to throw money at that franchise. True. It could turn out really cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of exciting. I, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's honestly not much to say about it, but yeah, it's like I want to see a trailer. I want to know what kind of because my dumb brain is just like picturing like <laughs> Super Saiyans fighting, and I'm like, how's that gonna work for Lord of the Rings <laughs> or like a Sailor Moon, <laughs> Sailor Moon like transformation, but it's Legolas spinning uh... around. <laughs> Give Definitely. me my magic girl trope Legolas movie. <laughs> um, it's Gilly funny. Blushes one of these, yeah. One of these paragraphs on this article on the rap uh, says it starts with it's as notable as Amazon in the works on its own parentheses very expensive. <laughs> I did see that <laughs> ring series. Damn right it is. Yeah, what we talked about it was like three hundred million or three hundred yeah. bajillion dollars. Oh yeah. They could build a space station, but instead Well Jeff Bezos is going to space now. Yeah. Alone. No, he's going with his brother. Oh. I mean if, I don't know why I don't know why I know that information. It's just but like Jeff Bezos retires is going to space. It's like cool, go bye. See yeah. ya. <laughs> Have a nice time in space. Yeah, you dick. How's that a thing? I don't know. We live in a weird time. Um, I mean, we, we do live in a weird time. We're talking about Lord of the Rings anime right now. Uh, so, so, yeah. What's yeah. up? I was just going to speak on the weird time thing. Yeah. And we're going to jump eight spots down the list. To okay. Like, to the last thing that I put in there. The Loki is, things? Uh, 
No, no. Not all oh. the way down. Just on the movies list. There's like so many video game movies coming out or right. that are being planned or talked about yes. in the upcoming like years. And it just makes me think about like the MCU and comic book adaptations and all these things. It's like Instead of doing, you know, a live-action remake of something old that people liked, we'll just start doing these things for this, like, other generation of people. Yeah, yeah. That are into video games, like a live-action remake of Gears of War, a live-action remake of Borderlands, a live-action remake of... Uh, Uncharted. Uncharted, like, all these... We're getting a new Resident out. Evil television show that I just saw today just so many things and it appeals to like a totally different audience it, it really does um I was, I was just thinking of the lord of the rings uh, animated film did you ever see that from like the 70s uh no i but think I it was the I one that the watching the hobbit or something oh it was the hobbit what i'm thinking about is the uh the soviet union did a lord of the rings <laughs> animated film that was nice. also whack nice. um yeah, so Lord of the Rings anime prequel. We we have so many. It's E3 this week, everyone, so we are going to talk about a lot of video game movies and movie video games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a combination of both. That's a good place both. to go now because, like, yeah. I, the main reason I jumped to mine was just because, like, you mentioned the strange times, and I was thinking about that earlier, how, like, the influence on media changes, like, per generation, kind mm-hmm. of. Absolutely. And and they have to, like, change with the times, I guess. And now it's just, like, there's this enormous boom. Yes. Of, it's like the technology caught up with what they wanted to do and also, like, enough time passed between the initial releases of these games and, yeah. like, the nostalgia period or whatever. I, I think that's mostly it. It's the nostalgia. Like, it's... I, I, we've talked about this a, b- a bit before. I think it is the whole MCU thing. Is mm-hmm. The MCU came off, and now everyone wants to make a cinematic universe. And what's the easiest way to make a cinematic universe is take the games that already have a universe and just right. translate them to film. It's easy. Yeah. Which is the worst thing. We might get some cool movies out of it. We might get another Mortal Kombat that sucks. Right. I mean, there's <laughs> there's like four more of those on the docket. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, what, like, five Gears of War video games that all circle around just Marcus Phoenix, and we already know that Dave Bautista's, like, interested in something Mm -hmm. like that, and, like, he might have his toes in the water. Yeah, he's not too busy making fucking Army of the Dead 3, 4, 5, 7, 10. Oh, he's Uh, dead. He'll bring bring him back somehow. uh, (laughs) Um, um, But, yeah, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. We'll see. I, 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 I agree with you. Um... Let's talk about something that could be good or bad and stay in the same realm of video game movies, but instead I'll do movie video games. So like I said, E3 is this week, so we got um, a bunch of game trailers. Um, let's talk about the three three video game, movie video games, I keep mixing those up, that we got this week. And that is the Evil Dead game, the Sea of Thieves crossover with Pirates of the Caribbean, and then the Avatar game. So, I did not expect either of these none of these i should say like i because i i baked into my brain is the video the movie video games of the 2000s which sucked Mm -hmm. 
Like, they have always been, in my mind, like that cash grab, which is like, we have this cool property. Let's make it a shitty game and then throw it out so when kids see it at Blockbuster, they can pick it up and it's really bad. It has, like, a slide level and it's, like, a platformer and they're all the same. (laughs) Yes. But I do gotta say... The Evil Dead game looks sweet. <laughs> I'm really fucking hyped for that, dude. It Same. looks so cool. So, for those who don't know, the Evil Dead game, it looks like it's like a combination of Left 4 Dead mixed with Dead by Daylight, but you play as the the characters of the Evil Dead franchise, and it's mm-hmm. narrated by Ash Williams, yeah, which is it, Bruce Campbell. It looks really cool. Um, I'm interested. It's interesting that they put Ash as a survivor in Dead by Daylight, and now they're doing this kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, you're not it's wrong. very. It seems kind of different. I mean, it might I think play it does. kind of. Like, it looks like it might play kind of like. Lefort Dead. Well, no, it's like the the hunt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like know, there's, there's like, yep. Yeah, there's like random bad guys around, and you can get out alive. And there's also, like, a big bad that can be controlled by people. Yeah, it's kind of like the Friday the 13th game that came out a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly like Dead by Daylight. But which wow. is, a, yeah. Yeah, which is so for- unfortunate. Though. Like, the Friday the 13th game was kind of fun. Um, they should have just given... They the, had they had weird licenses, the, yeah. Yeah, they should have just given the licenses to Dead by Daylight. Um, yeah, that's true. I'd, I'd, I, I'd love to see Jason in that. Yeah. But either way, I'm very excited for that game. I think that... That looks good, but yeah. I, I don't want to get my hopes too high, you know. It's like right. Said, that's... I mean, I remember the days of Aladdin <laughs> getting stuck stuck on oh, the fucking e- fire pits. Oh, the E.T. video game, the Lion King video <laughs> game. I God, the Lion King, vid- Lion King video game of the yeah, 90s. Yeah, I have the Lion King. <sighs> yeah, I did too. Oh, God. Uh, those were ga- those games were rough. See, I always was on Aladdin, and I could never get past, like, the third level. Those games were hard. They were so mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have Evil Dead, and then next one that was, like, the big surprise at E3 that I still can't believe is happening. It is so literally fun. coming out in a week. I think a week. It's coming out the 22nd of, um... It's coming out literally a week in seven yeah. days. It is, seven um... Days yep. The Sea of Thieves Pirates of the Caribbean crossover, a game that Shane and I have played many times on stream and a game that we both love, that mm-hmm. we always end up singing Pirates of the Caribbean music <laughs> while playing. And now we're getting like an actual crossover. And this crossover doesn't just seem like a small few cosmetics. It's like a huge expansion onto the game mm-hmm. where like you have um, Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones and I think Carcosa. And there it, was a bunch of people. There was, uh, I saw the guy with the parrot on his shoulder, whose yep. name I can't remember, and then the man with the facial hair. <laughs> yep, I know. Exactly. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know their names, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it. Like, uh, as much as I always yell at Disney, like, this is kind of cool. This is a crossover yeah. I'm cool with. Yeah, um, I'm pretty hyped for that. And, I mean, it. it feels like... Disney, in a way, is just kind of like, here's this really cool thing. You you can just have this for a little bit. You know, like, have some fun with it if you want it. And, you know, obviously we'll take whatever money they give us. But, like, it just 
it feels like it was done in a good way with a good game. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. And I might get some flack for saying this, but I think all these crossovers we've been getting lately with all these different media franchises and video games is 100% because of Fortnite. I don't think without the Marvel crossover from Fortnite, we would other studios would see how profitable it can be to put your things in games. And now we're getting this. Like I just can't think of any another game franchise, right? That like had that well, much crossover. Fortnite really started it all, yeah. Yeah. Uh because like, like Call of Duty has Rambo in it. Roping it in. Yeah, Call of Duty has Rambo and Bruce Willis and right. like, Mortal Kombat has had some things for a while. That's true. I'm not gonna take that away from Mortal Kombat. They've had Alien and uh uh-huh, Rambo. And I think I think they had DLC characters that were like movie people prior to that but yeah. to like this scale it, it it's like fortnite has that all the way and like they've obviously yeah. made fucking oodles off yeah of it. they really <clears throat> fortnite is the mcu of video games so like and this actually is kind of a testament to that because disney has their hands way into fortnite exactly in and so like for them to just kind of like <laughs> make a sea of thieves thing it's you know, I mean, for the amount of money that they're getting yeah. from Fortnite, it's like they already know that this is going to be insanely profitable. I guarantee you see Disney stuff is gonna be in games like this. Yeah. I mean I, Any, I, I anywhere that you see. I mean and, and I, mean, I think uh, yeah. it, I think that's kind of like probably going to be the way of the future for video games for a long time. Like when Destiny two came out, they had a ten year plan. And I think like games are game companies are, are yeah. thinking more that way in terms of like longevity, at least with like multiplayer games. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, uh, we, I think the same things we talk about in the film industry all the time about how like major studios like are just going to never die, um, which can be good or bad, depending on how you like these franchises. I think it's hand in hand with the game game yeah. industry um same with our kind of thing with like big studios becoming bigger and bigger and india studios getting pushed aside i do think uh gaming does support its indie f- indie scene a little bit better than the film industry but like i think they're very comparable especially mm-hmm. now yeah just i i agree with you i think disney's gonna put their hands on everything because why why yeah. wouldn't they um but right. i mean if we get a pirates of the caribbean pirates of the caribbean and sea of thieves crossover i'll excuse them this time see but like <laughs> I think things like I guess what I was also what I was trying to say, but I didn't say it well. But I also said what other other things I wanted to say is yeah. I, I see things like this happening more frequently with Disney because for them it's like you could go through the process of making your own Pirates of the Caribbean game and right. try to you know reignite the flame or whatever, or. <laughs> You that is a good point. Yeah, build a shorter story, and uh, or really, it's just like give this to this company for a little bit, have them write Do a story. Most I don't, of the I don't work. know who. Right, I didn't know. I don't know who wrote the story, but I'm certain that you know Rare did a lot of the development and, yeah. and like the character design and stuff like that. 
I'm sure Disney had their hands in on the writing and stuff and all of that. Yeah, so Disney probably, I, I, from what I know about Disney, Disney probably came in with a huge pitch Bible. They're like, these are the rules. You cannot break them. Jack Sparrow can't swear. Jack Sparrow can't do blah, 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 right, blah. Right, right, right. And then pretty much, you're, but you're right. Like, Disney just doesn't really have to do too much here. Yeah, just and kinda, why would Rare say no? Exactly. It's just like, why would anyone say no to Disney at this point? Right. If Disney came to me and they were like, we want to do a crossover on ruining movies, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, I mean, as much as I, yeah, exactly. We And we talk a lot of shit about them, but like, still, like. <laughs> you want to come them... defend yourselves? On yeah. Our if, all right. The mouse came and was like, hey, we're going to do a crossover. I'd be like, all right, well, whatever. Sure. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I'll bow down to the mouse, I guess. <laughs> you gotta sometimes get dollars, you gotta get paid to make the things that people won't pay you for so tough, that's that's my pitch to selling out if you sell out <laughs> um all right well let's thing in the disney realm of video games uh, we have the avatar game yeah uh which, which is a big shrug from me <laughs> yeah, yeah uh i don't particularly care at all right, uh, um i watched the trailer is yeah. that all there was was there a game yep that was it or anything? Oh, okay i think yeah, i, I don't really, think i really don't care i feel like i watched like a small avatar animation yeah i it. It, it, it gave me nothing in terms of substance so we're on pandora with birds and 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 blue um but so here's the thing i've never seen this movie I okay. I'm gonna go against a lot of people. I guess not. There's a very vocal, vocal crowd against uh, Avatar. I, it's, it was looked good. It looked good. The story was not great. But we're about to get two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't the story like uh, dances with wolves or something? It's like dances with wolves meets Pocahontas. Oh. Oh, am I thinking of the right thing? No, I think you are. <laughs> okay, I heard that it was just like Dances with Wolves, which makes me wonder, like, what are the next movies going to be? I mean, okay, they've already filmed and written 2, 3, 4, 5. The thing filmed is... Them? I think they filmed most of them. <laughs> um, I, Okay, like, this is going to go into the next topic we're talking about, too, which is we got images for Avatar 2. I, I just... Okay. This is a sincere question, not me being a dick. And this is to anyone who wants to answer me, like, in the comments later or is in my chat right now. Who still cares about this movie? Hmm. Crickets. Yeah, I don't know shit about Avatar. I've never seen it. Uh... Like, so it's just the craziest thing. Like, we're getting this, like, huge video game from it. Disney is building, like, a huge park about, like, a huge Avatar park. At their, like... Oh. Like I don't know which one, one of their campuses. Like Disney signed. I think Disney is the one who owns Avatar. I don't know. Disney owns so much they could. James Cameron found someone to sign him on for two, three, four, five. <laughs> immediately after, immediately after Avatar one, and that movie came out in two thousand nine. <laughs> I remember everyone being like the the. The CGI in this movie is revolutionary. It was, was it? It was good. It was good looking. I will not take that away from that movie. I remember seeing it in a, on an IMAX screen, and it looked really good. But I can tell you one thing. I don't know anything about the story. I never watched it again after that. Like, it, it's like, 
I was gonna say it's like Finding Nemo, but I actually like Finding Nemo's story. It's it's Finding a Nemo is a touching tale. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a bad, <laughs> bad comparison because I think Finding Nemo's good. Yeah. Um, it just it's like yeah, it's visually stunning, but like its story was just so bland. But like, uh, I I've fallen into this weird Avatar like fighting that's been going on in the internet. This like I guess for the last. 11 years 12 years since the first came out there's a very very active community that talks about how avatar was this cultural touchstone and like changed everything i'm not gonna take that away from it it was a big movie at the time it was a big event it's a every james cameron movie is a big event dude just makes so much money whenever he makes a film yeah. for whoever he's producing for. And then there's people who are like, the movie sucks, and just, why are we talking about it? I'm kind of, like, in the middle. Oh, I'm, I'm more on that side. But, like, just why are we getting so many of them? Maybe I should watch it before I talk a bunch of shit. I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean... I just don't get the hype, you know? It's I just, just don't get it. I, I, after seeing it, I don't either. Like, it, it it's... It has okay world-building... Um, look anywhere that isn't blockbuster movies and you'll find better world building. It, but, it, like, I guess it was good world building for a blockbuster film. I don't know. It just, it, it wasn't for me. And, I mean, I'm looking at IMDb right now and the top review is one of the best cinematic experiences ever. I think it's overhyped. Cinematic <laughs> I just, experiences? You can only, you can never get that again. Like, you know a cinema that showed that shit again? Did I have another opportunity to see this as a cinematic experience and I missed it? They're go okay, you know when 2345 is going to come out, they're going to play it back in IMAX. It's going to be like, Avatar is back in theaters. I'm surprised they haven't been doing that every three years. I guess I'll watch it then, maybe? Like, I don't know. Okay, so I'm just looking at these IMDB forms, which is never go to the IMDB forms. They always, they're the worst. They're a hole of scum and villainy. Um, so the we have one from 2009, December 14th, that says best movie experience of the last 30 years. <laughs> and then underneath it, that was a 10 out of 10 by that person. Underneath it, a 6 out of 10 that says, how could anyone who's seen more than four movies in their life find this creative? <laughs> I gotta say, I'm gonna agree with that guy. Like, uh, uh. Oh, man. And I think, okay, this, this... This, oh, these comments, this, I think this comment actually, actually somehow summons, summons the words I would use for it. Uh, visually stunning, but ultimately unimaginative. It just, I'm, I'm more of a story person. Like, I like things that look good, obviously, but I'm more of a concept story person. I need a strong story some, or something interesting going on to, like, actually, like, really like a film to want to watch it over and over again. And Avatar just didn't do it for me. I just, it, they're getting, I don't know any film franchise that has ever got a two, three, four, five after one movie. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And also, it has taken a 12 years for the sequel to come out, and they're still going ahead with two, three, four, five. Yeah, and it probably was very expensive to make. Oh yeah, absolutely, it's a James Cameron film. I'm surprised he didn't find Pandora in real life and, like, build a space <laughs> shuttle to go there to film it. <laughs> I will give James Cameron that. I'm not throwing shade at him because I think he he does a lot of interesting things as a filmmaker. I mean, uh, if I could p 
pitch movie ideas just to go visit the bottom of the ocean like he has done in the past. Like, I, he just loves the ocean, so he's like, here, I'll make Titanic. And then he just, like, funded a submarine expedition for himself. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, I mean, the Terminator rules. True. And so does awesome. Aliens. <laughs> like, both great, great films. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of Titanic, but... Like you didn't I, like Titanic? I, I do not like Titanic. <laughs> I don't know if I've just seen it too much or just... I mean, I've seen it many times. Like, I I don't know. I wouldn't want to watch it right now, but, like, I, I do think it's a pretty good movie. I, I, just, I don't know. It just doesn't... It did, I don't doesn't like do watching movies like that. that like, that's fair. That make me feel things. That one just makes me mad. Why did she throw the goddamn fucking jewel in the ocean at the end? <laughs> Why didn't Jack get on the fucking debris? Yeah, there's so many things that just make me mad in that movie now that I think about it. There's a lot of things that make me mad about it, but, like, you know, I I don't know. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I'm actually, uh, I'm looking at this Avatar thing now because I'm on James Cameron's IMDb. Uh, So 2022, we have Avatar 2. Uh, it is in post-production right now, so that means it is filmed and it's being edited and doing CGI and stuff. That's what post-production means, uh, for anyone who didn't know. 2024, Avatar 3, already filmed, in post-production. Avatar 4, 2026, currently filming. Avatar 2028. <laughs> Avatar 5, 2028, filming. Goodness. I, I just don't understand it. I don't... I don't understand it. <laughs> Yeah, that's insane. Um, For a movie that came out in 2009. Nine years down the road, and they're not releasing the first one until 2022. That's six more months minimum if they release, like, on January 1. <laughs> and what if it bombs? Like, Right, what if it tanks? I'm just, that's, I think that's the thing that baffles me so much, is I've never seen a studio take this much of a risk. Right. Like what? Like, Avatar two, Avatar two comes back and it's just not the phenomenon anymore. Phenomenon. What if Uh, it is Attack of the Clones? (laughs) Yeah. What if it's the prequels? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it is the second movie. So I mean, out of five, it's going to be like probably more world building and stuff. It it could be kind of boring. You're right. I mean. That's kind of a problem, a weird problem you have when you have that many movies in order is like you kind of get this syndrome where like I prefer when movies can stand alone. But like if you have Avatar 2 going to 3, like is that movie going to really stand alone or is it just going to lead into 3 and I'll have to watch 3 to get the full storyline of 2 and then right. I won't be able to get the full storyline of 3 until I see 4 and then yeah. I still don't have the full storyline from 2 and 4 so I'll have to see 5. <laughs> yep, that's a thing. Um, and I keep, I'm, I find myself thinking about two movies in particular right now that yeah. I, I, I think will fall into a similar category for me avengers yeah. 2 age of ultron and yeah I'm, I'm gonna get a lot of fucking shade for this one lord of the rings <laughs> the two towers oh yeah you are <laughs> i'm not defending you on that one i'll defend you on the ultron one so it, i'll just go out and say immediately like these are two movies that i particularly enjoy but i'm a fanboy. um but i do think that they're the most lackluster in the franchises like okay i I agree with that i i i I won't take that away from you i agree with that like i liked 
the Fellowship a lot, and I liked Return of the King a lot, but I I liked the Two Towers. You know. Yeah, and you're right. What you're getting at, it's like it is kind of, it's the middle ground. It's the path you have to take to get to the uh, Return of the King. Yep, and Age of Ultron's purpose, like as a movie, was to introduce us to a bunch of new characters. Same, and I mean that's kind of what we got with Wandavision, too, mm-hmm. and a little bit of a uh, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like that's somehow where this this and maybe like I don't know what they're trying to do for the span of five movies, right? Is like, yeah. the, is it going to be like Lord of the Rings, where the beginning's the strongest and the end is the strongest, and then you have three movies in the middle that all have like, you know, right? I. They're just like building on these things. They're they're adding new characters and world building and stuff like that. Yeah, Grumble. Grumble said Ultron was a fun villain. Honestly, yeah, I think he was, and I think he was underutilized. I hope he comes back. No, I I agree. I agree. Like like I said, I I like the movie. It's just like there. It has a purpose in in the grand scheme of of the ten year plan that was the MCU or whatever. Exactly. It's. I just. I. I can't wait for the discourse or the conversations at twenty thirty. Oh God, I'll be so old by then. That's a, another thing. I'll be so old. Uh, am I even gonna care who James Cameron is? Gonna be in my mid thirties when Avatar Five comes out. Um, like, a lot. Some of the. Oh man. Like. Like. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to get too morbid about it. But like, how old is James Cameron? Like, is there maybe is that why he like, like wrote it? Is uh, how old is James Cameron? Like, is there a chance that he doesn't get to see the release of the final film or something? He was born in 1954, so he's 66. Yeah. Um. I mean, how right. he he'll be 75. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like talk about the studio taking a risk. <laughs> like yeah. this guy might not even get to see his last. He movie. might not even get to make it. Like okay, so I I guess we have to say this. Like this better be James Cameron's like dream project. He's probably not making more films after this. Right. It pro. It must be. You know. Like, like I don't know. I know he like really cares about the oceans and stuff. So yeah. I and I I mean Avatar did have this very like um environment and climate like feel to it, which was good and stuff. Um, I just, I, it just, it baffles me. It baffles me. I, because I don't know yeah. anyone who's still talking about Avatar. Um, right. I feel like you're onto something. Like, it must be some kind of passion project. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I don't dislike James Cameron as a director. I think he's one of the more solid directors in the game right now. Yeah. Um, he knows what's up. He, he really does. And he, like, oh, actually, he is making another film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere oh. in there, he's gonna make time to make. Oh shit! Do you know what James Cameron's first big film was before oh. Terminator? Prana oh. Two. <laughs> oh, the spawning! I didn't know that. It came out um, three years before Terminator, so he wrote that, and somehow they still let him make Terminator, which <laughs> <laughs> which good for him. Terminator yeah. rules. Way to be. Um, Way all to, right. Create some franchises. Yeah, but let's move on. Okay, okay. The next thing, uh, new avatar. Im- there was a new avatar image released for Ocean Day. We kind of talked about that. Um, I'll post it. It's just underwater. The, the avatar underwater. So that's kind of oh, cool. Oh yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah. Um, uh, let's move on to another 
uh, franchise that we've been talking about on the this podcast the last couple weeks, um, and I think we I might have to say I was bamboozled last week um, when I said uh, Daniel Radcliffe or Elijah Woods was supposed to be the new villain in Toxic Avenger. I guess that report has now been kicked out, and that's not a true thing. Elijah Woods might still be connected to it, but we have now confirmed the actual villain for Toxic Avenger, um, and it is Kevin Bacon. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. And um, I He's think that's scary. great. So for those who don't know, we've talked about Toxic Avenger and Troma a little bit the last couple weeks. Um, Like, the big bad guys in Troma were, like, your typical, like, 80s, like, corporate villains. You know, like, I think those ski movies. Like, they're buying the ski lodge. And then it's, like, some, like, guy <laughs> in a suit with, like, slicked back hair. And, like, that's the villain. And that's, like, that was the villain of, like, a Toxic Avenger. And, like, who's a better villain to, uh, who's a better person to play that than Kevin Bacon? <laughs> yeah, he's a scary guy. He like, is. He's made some movies where he's quite, gives me quite the fright. I mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, um, he was a, what, he was a villain in, um, X-Men, um, mm-hmm. what else was he? Oh, one of my favorite death scenes in an X-Men movie ever. Yeah. He received the coin to the forehead in slow motion. Yep. Oh, um, that was excellent. Um, depending was... on what <laughs> whose point of view you're looking at, he was the villain in Footloose, bringing that damn dancing to that town. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah, he was. I forgot that Scary. was like yeah he's been a lot of things <laughs> yeah there's a reason for that game yeah um but yeah i think i so right now we have peter dinklage playing the toxic avenger uh playing our hero and then the villain kevin bacon and i honestly think that's a too awesome that's a, that's a, that's a great cast for this that's those are two good people to have in the toxic avenger reboot um Kremers. Scary. Tremors. Tremors is scary. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get eaten by a weird sandworm. Sandworm. <laughs> sandworm. Um. Yeah. So cool. Kevin Bacon. Goodness. Right on. Man, he's he's almost been as who's been in more films? Kevin Bacon or Nicolas Cage? I don't want to do the math. Oh wait, ninety eight. Okay, so Kevin Bacon is at ninety eight. Nicholas Cage for a long time. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is at a hundred and seven. So Nicholas Cage just wins by a bit. Man, is there? How come there's no Nicholas Cage seven? <laughs> <laughs> no, whoa! You mean like the Kevin Bacon seven? Like everyone's connected seven ways? Yeah. Because I don't. I think Nicholas Cage is like hangs out with the strangest people. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. What is this? Oh shit, this is neat. Okay. Uh um 2018 a TV movie by the name of Trevor's came Tremors came out. <laughs> yeah. And uh he oh, he was in Valentine it. again. Yeah. I didn't Y'all... know there was a reboot. <laughs> that same year he made Duck a film by Kevin Bacon and directed it. What the hell's that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this has like the whole cast. What is this? How did I not know this was a thing? Uh, a television reboot of the film Tremors. Wow. Was it just a reboot with the same cast? Basically, almost. Whoa. Yeah, wait, yeah. actually. Fred Ward 
uh, played Bert. He wasn't in the original, though, I don't think. No, but I mean, you got Kevin Bacon. That's he, all you really no, need. No, he played Earl. He, he was Earl. Fred Ward was Earl. Oh, my gosh. This is this is unbelievable. It got a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb ratings, which is kind of high, kind of high for IMDb. Where's uh. Bert? Oh wait, no wait, did this uh, wait. This might have not actually happened. Let's see. It uh, says rumored next to the name. Is this not real? Kevin Bacon announced through his Instagram account on April twenty seventh, uh, twenty seventh, two thousand eighteen, that the show would not be moving forward. What? Kevin. What? <laughs> I don't think it's his fault. Kevin, my boy, my baby boy. <laughs> Oh, and the same writer as Cube, for the writer of Cube. I don't know if you've seen that horror, that horror film. No. It's the same no. director from as Cube. <laughs> Wait, he's got a movie in post production called One Way, and his name is Asshole. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird rabbit hole we're going. I guess any every time you talk about Kevin Bacon, you go down weird rabbit holes. We have to... Let's just move on. Yeah, let's move on. So yeah, Kevin Bacon's the villain of the Toxic Avenger. Now whatever I said last time. Um, let's go to the this... this um, we have two more things to talk about in movie um, news. So let's uh, talk... Go, let's move on to the Edgar Allan Poe one. Yeah. Which uh, this... I want to read this title of this article because it is a crazy title. It took me many times to decipher what the hell it actually meant. Why can't I click on it? <laughs> Please. I'm I'm actually really excited for this. It's I not, am too, I, but this is the title. It's Queen's Gambit alum Harry Melling to play Edgar Allan Poe opposite Christian Bale in Scott Cooper's The Pale Blue Eye. That's a long title. And I was like, with what? a lot of like words N- and names, like, and some of them even rhyme. Yeah, <laughs> Pale and Bale. Yeah, and I think. I will have to say, this article um, starts off by saying Harry Melling, best known for Dudley from the Harry Potter franchise. I think that doesn't do him justice. No. He was so good in The Queen's Gambit. If you want to know the truth, uh, when I opened this today, yeah, I was reading through our talking points, and I mm-hmm. didn't know who Harry Melling was by name, and then I clicked I didn't on either. him, and I knew instantaneously who he was, yeah. and I learned today... That he was in Harry Potter. Same, same, actually. So, like, I knew him immediately when I saw him from The Devil All the Time. Which he played a great role in. Amazing. I was going to say, he's probably one of my favorite, like, quote-unquote villains, right? He's yeah, like, yeah. kind of like a villainous person, but not really the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. So we've Yeah, so The Devil All the Time, he plays Roy, and he's fantastic in it great acting in it i also didn't know that he was in the queen's gambit which you yeah. recommended a bunch of times and he he's one of my favorite characters in that he is plays um a person who plays chess i mean they all play chess in that <laughs> series but he's really good in it and i like yeah i is like dudley i don't even remember dudley appearing in harry potter that much and um, he was also in one of my favorite Netflix original movies, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah, and I, I haven't seen that, but I've heard that like his segment is like one of the best. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um there it's all it's all interesting. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, so um, Yeah. 
I was excited when I saw that. I think that he'll I think he'll do well. Yeah, I think the story is really interesting too. So Harry Melling um is going to be playing Edgar Allan Poe. It is not an actual um like account of Edgar Allan Poe. It is a fictionalized mm-hmm. version of him. Um, it is going to be a film about West Point, which Edgar Allan Poe did go to West Point, for those who don't know. Um, but it is going to have Christian Bale um, playing this like detective trying to figure out a murder at West Point in which he runs into Edgar Allan Poe and they have to solve the murder mystery together. And I mean, I love murder mysteries. Same. <laughs> and I love Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> and I re- really like Harry Melling. And I, Christian Bale. <laughs> so, yeah, like, Christian Bale is cool too. Yeah, so I mean, cool. I mean, I I was really excited. I um, I he I am glad he is kind of blowing up right now. Um, not yeah. Christian Bale. Christian Bale's always been blowing up, but Harry Melling. Looks like he's uh he will next be seen opposite Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand and Joel Cohen's The Tragedy of Macbeth, which will be released by A twenty four and Apple later. Which I already can tell you, it's released by A twenty four. It's probably gonna be good. Yeah. It's probably gonna have a lot of artistic uh, creativity to it. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Cool, cool, cool. cool. It was also yeah, in the old I, guard, which I think you saw. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, I did see it, and I I did recognize that. But there was a couple specific ones that I wanted to point out. But yeah, he was in the old guard. I remember him in that. He was nice. He did a good. He did well. Like I, like I said, everything that I've seen him in, he's always performed well. And I was I was honestly kind of surprised to see that he was in. Harry Potter. I did not. I know was that. too. And then I watched some clips because I forgot what Dudley mm-hmm. looked like in Harry Potter. I've not watched any Harry Potter film in a very long time. The last Harry Potter came out <laughs> after Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them actually. Um, I like that movie. I've seen that movie a bunch of times. Yeah, I forgot what Dudley looked like, and he does not look like anymore. That seems anymore. like as he got older, maybe he started to look more like he does now but like that yeah. in the first movie i was like what the fuck like i, <laughs> yeah. I had no idea and of yeah. course i mean you know that was like years and years ago but you know now i'm like you said i'm glad that he's blowing up he's been in uh my two of my like top netflix originals the devil all the time and the ballad of buster scruggs yeah uh, yeah both cool movies hell yeah um, all right, so we got that, and then the last movie news I want to talk about is the Fear Street trailer that we got. Uh, for those who don't know, we talked about Fear Street last week, I believe. It is this uh, R.L. Stein uh, movie event coming to Netflix uh, next month, uh, in which we're getting three movies uh, starting in like the first movie is supposed to be in like the 1990s, and the second movie is supposed to be in the 1980s, and the last movie is supposed to be in the 1600s, um, and it tells the tale of a slasher. Um, it's based on uh, the Fear Street series by R.L. Stein. I watched the trailer, and I am still pretty excited about this. Nice. Um, I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah, so I think it's still, like, watching it through, it is, like, really interesting that they're starting at the end of the story, like the 1990s, and going back in time. That's that's cool. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, 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 I talked a lot about this last week, about, like, how... I, this is a good use of streaming. Um, using these like crazy like three movies in a row, um, different times to tell a story. I think it's a really interesting concept. I like R.L. Stein. R-rated R.L. Stein sounds sweet. Um, I recommend yeah, checking out the Fear sure. Street trailer. Uh, and that's really all I have to say about it. It looks sweet. I'm excited. We'll, I'll definitely watch all three of them in a row. Unless yeah. the first one sucks. I mean, I won't. Was there but... a release date? Um, it, it. I know it's coming out soon. Let's see. 
Fear Street. Part one. Oh, let's see. Release schedule. Um, it's starting. The first one's July second. The second one's July 9th, and the third one is July sixteenth. Nice. It goes from 1994 to 1978 to 1666. So cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah, um, exciting. Yeah, let's move to television. So for this first one, I posted. I literally just posted because of the fucking title. And um, I didn't read the whole article because I have to pay to read the whole article. So I only read the first paragraph. Uh, but the, t the title of this is NBC Shit Show. Ultimate Slip and Slide. I didn't even know it was a television show. Um, production shutdown over explosive diarrhea outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I'm a child still. That is a very funny title and a very funny thing to happen. I feel sorry for you if you had explosive diarrhea due to this. Yeah, holy shit. But still, holy fuck, what a funny, what a fucking funny thing to happen. <laughs> um. Oh, <my> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, rough. first of all, I didn't know there was a slip and slide, an ultimate slip and slide TV show. What does that even mean, first of all? I had no idea. It sounds like it wasn't out yet. <laughs> yeah the upcoming tv competition yeah it didn't make it very far no and like what what <laughs> is it even gonna be <laughs> and then the second of all just explosive diarrhea for like everyone involved and a slip and slide is just one of the worst images you can ever picture in your head like <laughs> that is a shit show that is a literal shit show <laughs> I, there's nothing else to add to it except what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the Cuphead show trailer. <laughs> yeah, did so you I, know, fun fact, before we talk about this, did you yeah. know that there was a Cuphead Fortnite crossover? What? How? I'm pretty, when? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm looking it up right now. Cuphead Fortnite... I feel like it was King Dice. Oh, it was like the bendy cuphead thing, wasn't it? Like the tune Meowsicles. <laughs> I don't know why. Why do I know so much about this? No. Boss Fight Island? I don't know what I'm looking for. I swear I saw a Instagram post that had like four, uh, cuphead stuff. Interesting. Maybe not. I don't know. Call me uh, out if I'm wrong. Yeah. Put it in the comments. Yeah, yell at us. us. On Discord. <laughs> Tweet me. Yelling at I, us is still counts as engagement. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I swear I saw that on Instagram. We'll yell at you though. back. Yeah. <laughs> so we, 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 we don't... No parasocial relationships in this podcast. You yell at us, we yell at you. We don't apologize. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we do. I don't know. If we say something stupid, we'll apologize, obviously, but... Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. We're dying on every hill. Um... So yeah, let's move on to the next. I I don't have a segue. Let's like go to the next uh, uh, anthill. But um, Cuphead show looks pretty good, and I love that the dice guy, which I think is the devil. I haven't played Cuphead in a bit, is being played by Wayne Brady. Nice. <laughs> we need more That's Wayne awesome. Brady. Yeah, give me more Wayne Brady. He's that, hilarious. That is a hill I will die on. <laughs> <laughs> like Wayne Brady so, rules. Um, can confirm. Someone made, like, a full-on 
custom mini game game mode in Fortnite oh, nice. called King Dice. Hell I yeah. don't know if it was like an official one or if it was just uh like a creative mode or whatever, but that does exist. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, is <laughs> King Dice gonna have to choke? Uh, <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get a Dave Chappelle show crossover with the Cuphead show, Grumble, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it looks the animation looks really good. Um, nice. It has that really old timey look to it, kind of like um, Willie and the Steamboat, that style, like Disney animation. Cool. Um, cool. Wayne Brady, like I said, is playing King Dice. Uh, he's the devil's right hand man, um, and I mean it's a cool. It's it's one of those video game television shows we we kind of talked about E three. Um, yeah. Uh, and stuff. Yeah, so I mean it looks cool. I am um, I'm excited for it. Moving. I've down heard the a line. lot of good things about Cuphead, but I've never played the game because I tend to avoid frustration. Well, oh yeah, you would, I I did not beat it, but that game made me want to throw something at other things. But with that in mind, because I've always really enjoyed like the aesthetic of it i i kind of am excited for the show because yeah. i do like wayne brady and i like yeah. that style of animation and absolutely um yeah. moving on to the next video game television show <laughs> we're getting a far cry anime oh man so that's not... what i was saying like this is why okay <laughs> just for reference millions of listeners we have a little doc that Billions. we edit and we pull from for things to talk about and the, mm-hmm. the one one of the things that i added is just all caps so many video game yeah, movies. Really, that like, is, it's just yeah. everywhere. And and it's not that I'm against it or anything. I'm just like, I had this epiphany today that was just like, damn. Like, it's like, like I said earlier, that it's like pushing towards this whole other market of people. Absolutely. And uh, it's, okay, so it's going to be called Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon Remix. Hell yeah! That sounds so. Awesome. It's it's uh for those who don't know, uh, Far Cry Three had a DLC called yeah. a Blood Dragon, which was one of the coolest DLCs of all time. It was so good. I loved that DLC so much. Oh, I would man. play just a Blood Dragon game. Mm-hmm. So we're getting all anime the of it. DLCs for that game were really. Good. Yeah, also they're like a Vietnam one and like a Vietnam one and like a zombie one and a yeah. Mars one or maybe those were the later games. Yeah, I don't know, but they've all of the Far Cry expansion packs that have come out have right. been solid. In uh this new one that's coming out that's uh far cry 6 i think or 7 i don't know when they're on yet now um like one of the dlcs is you get to play as all the villains from the past past far oh, cry that's, so that's so kind of cool. cool um yeah so far cry blood dragon <laughs> anime so cool. sweet i didn't and, know it was going to be based off that yeah yeah so that's sweet and um it kind of goes in line with the next thing we're going to talk about because i feel like <laughs> far cry blood dragon was making fun of those 80s Cartoons that were just gimmicks to sell toys and stuff. He Man, ho! We got a trailer <laughs> for Kevin Smith's He Man, and it nice. looks pretty fucking sweet. Um, nice. It is Masters of the Universe Revelation. Um, I gotta give it to Kevin Smith. Whatever you think of him, he does love his nerd culture from the '80s and '70s. Um, and I mean, what is a bigger thing from that than He Man? <laughs> Yeah. Masters of the Universe. Um, um, if you watch the, the tra- yeah, the trailer, like the animation looks super good. Yeah, this looks sweet. It looks badass. And uh, for those who don't know, I'm not going to play the music in the trailer, but it's I need a hero. <laughs> that song. Um, I didn't hear you there. 
So I I'm not gonna sing it. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, it looks good. It looks good. Uh, part one. Uh, we're getting part one. Uh, the power of Grayskull. Um, it's it's so weird to see a TV show that was just made to sell a children's toy look this cool. Mm-hmm. This looks really awesome. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Having, everybody, like I'm just kind of passively watching it as we talk, and it looks fucking sweet. I don't have the audio on or anything. Yeah, I'm just. It lo- it really cool. does. It looks like badass. <laughs> Good for um, you, Kevin Smith. Like you said, like I feel like when he takes on stuff like this, yeah, it, it's like something from his heart. You know, like he does yeah. love these things. Yeah, that's that is one thing to say about Kevin Smith is everything he does, he has uh, puts a lot of heart into it. Um, mm-hmm. He has a lot of passion for the things he does. I mean, his films aren't for everyone. I still absolutely love Clerks and um. Mm-hmm. Mall rats and all that, and uh, dogma. Actually, I don't even remember if I like dogma. I've seen it once, but it's I heard so you hard. Can't find that anywhere. You can't find it anywhere, so I don't even remember if I like it because I can't watch it again. It, maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe uh, it was never real. Maybe it's like that Shazam movie or Kazam or whatever. The one with, the, with Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. Um. Damn it! I forgot what I was gonna say moving on yeah so i mean that looks good i mean again that was a cartoon made to sell toys but kevin smith i loved tusk (laughs) tusk i never saw tusk but i did like red state red state was cool too um Uh, i like red state i like clerks i mean if you go to film school you're gonna watch clerks and you'll be like wow i want to be a filmmaker which is what clerks is (laughs) um i mean clerks 2 was okay i think they're making clerks 3 eventually uh, Jay and Silent Bob, I, again, are not films for everyone. They can be really bad. <laughs> like, they're just dumb. I, yeah, really dumb. A lot of Kevin Smith's films. Like, I'd, I'd say all of his films are not for everybody. They really are. They're very specific. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It looks cool. I'll watch it. Um, yeah. And yeah, so the last thing in television we have to talk about is Loki. The new MCU show came out last week, last Wednesday. Still a weird day. I will still think it's a weird day to put it out. I still yeah, feel weird that I'm going to be watching a new Loki tonight. <laughs> like, I'm, it feels weird because it's Tuesday. Well, it's going to be Wednesday. It just feels weird. Um, But, yeah, let's talk about it. Um, What were your thoughts? Uh, I'll start with I liked it a lot. And mm-hmm. I'll say following that that I don't know if there's ever been any MCU media that's like done more for the universe than this show. Right, in like and the it's first, only like, been 10 one minutes. episode. Yeah, within the the first quarter of the show, like you've been introduced to quite possibly the, the most powerful entity that has existed yep. in all of the MCU that we've seen so far. And on top of that, um, the multiverse they they literally say multiverse and madness in the same sentence yeah yeah uh which is cool so it's kind of nice to see that they're given a push kind of towards what seems to be coming yeah um i don't know i i really liked it and i like where it's headed i'm very excited yeah i mean uh, i i also enjoyed it i liked it um i think it's it's kind of nice i mean we still we still had, like, God, the MCU loves just throwing trauma into their shows. Yeah. <laughs> like, every yeah. one of their main characters has, has so much trauma. And, like, I'm not going to say that's, like, a horrible thing, but, like, I really hope 
not every MCU show is like our main characters deep and they hate everything and are really sad because like you can do yeah. that. But I like, mean, some of them should be different though. I mean, like Hawkeye is in a bit of a different situation, right? Yeah. He lost everything and he was at that point in Endgame, but now yeah. he's gotten everything back. Yeah, and right. And he's like ready to retire and stuff. So I think he's gonna have kind of a different angle. Yeah, I kind of want a more fun. Yeah, and obviously like Spider-Man's got his own shit going on that yeah. we've already kind of seen the after effects of Endgame, but they do kind of have to like I guess they don't have to, but I I kind of appreciate that they're you know cueing us in on kind of what's going on in these people's heads after these like cataclysmic yeah. events that have been going on, Which, especially yeah. like for this character specifically, it was interesting because it's not our Loki and to yeah. see him kind of like get to the point where our Loki was in a matter of like minutes. Right. That's actually what I, I did really like this, but I, that is probably one of my complaints on it. It's like we could have got like an original, like a new, like an older Loki version, but like he did just kind of become like the Loki we had that died in Endgame in like 30 minutes just from watching clips. That's true. Like, um, you, we had lo- uh, this buildup throughout the MCU of Loki, like, going through all these things that would change a person. Um, and, I mean, I could be wrong. Loki could go back to being evil Loki, but it does seem like he went from literally enslaving people in Avengers yeah. and trying to take over the world to 30 minutes later being like, ah, oh, shit, I'm not a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I get that. I had a great thing lined up there that I was going to say. Um, Go for it. I just, I kind of, it kind of escaped my head a little bit there. For sure. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think that him seeing what could have been and kind of what he was. Yeah. And now that he's not on a quote unquote designated path. Like maybe now he feels a little like like he can carve his own path a little bit. So yeah. I don't know. I I agree with you, and I'm excited to see what comes of it because like I don't think we could trust him, right? I mean, like right. Can, you can never trust Loki, so it's that is true. I mean, I kind of hope they do go that way. I kind of um I I I kind of want him to be a villain, but like I I kind of want this version of him to be a villain. Because yeah, I it mean, just it feel it feel weird for him to go from being such an incredibly like strong villain, yeah. <laughs> Avengers one to just having one episode and being like, no, we want this everyone Loki to be relatable to everyone, and Loki's right. an anti-hero now. So it seems like they're gonna go hunt other Lokis, yeah, right, in like other universes. So, I mean, with that in mind, I could see this Loki being like, there can only be one! (laughs) Yeah, that is true. You know, kind of doing that kind of thing, because, like, if they take the chains off, like, he's gonna find a way to do what he does, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm interested to see what comes of the show. I think that they're doing some cool things, and even if the, the character in the story proves to disappoint me, I'm excited that again they're like kind of bridging the gap into new media yeah. with the introduction of the tva and these like big superpowers that are going to be kind of 
involved through phase four. Yeah, and I, I'm, I, I'm just gonna have the same complaint there. Is I just wish they would make a standalone series <laughs> that like wasn't all about bridging. Like we talked about that earlier about Avatar. Like, like these shows, I think would be so much better if they didn't worry so much about bridge. But like that's the purpose is like bridging into the MCU. Right. Um, but I just don't think you can get like a full compelling story if that's what you're always aiming to do. Because like if I you hear you. If you don't have an end, yeah, there I is. Feel like, I don't know. You need to have a strong I feel ending. Like we've had the same conversation about like all of these Disney shows, right? It's oh like, yeah, we definitely have. Yeah. You know, we want more, but like ultimately they they're they are existing to like serve this purpose. Yeah, and I'm just excited that I get to see more of the characters that I like expanded on a little bit. For sure, but for sure, I, I can definitely see that standpoint. I can definitely see that standpoint. More that viewpoint. Like, I just, it's, uh, it's just, it's, uh, I, I guess it's, it's. This is a personal thing that frustrates me. Is like the idea of things that are going on forever. Because yeah. stories need to have an ending. And I mean, and when I say that, obviously you don't have to tie up everything, but like the reason like Queen's Gambit or um, Mr. Robot or True Detective Season 1 are so good is like they have a place they are going. Right. Uh, if you think of the MCU, okay, if you think of True Detective Season 1, you start at one, you start at train A, train station A, and you know you're ending your, your, your ending on train station B. Uh-huh. So you have to make that satisfying. You have to have that go all the way to the end, and you need to nail it. But with the MCU and the MCU sh- MCU shows, it's always you're going from A to B to C to D to E to F to G to H, forever and ever and ever. So like you can have characters that have endings eventually, but it just right. it will never. I I'll say this. This will be my definite statement. I guess on all MCU sh- MCU shows, you will never have a th- MCU show like anything like true detective season one or anything of like actually like good tv because they will always be doing that they'll always just be a bridge instead of a complete building there is no like definitive ending yeah um no yeah i I, I still really like it i'm still gonna watch it all i'm still gonna watch it all i just um you know how great it would be if it was like a, a a single series of just Loki. I mean, even look at like the Dare, Daredevil. Daredevil was great because of that. Yeah. Like it had an ending. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, I I agree completely. Uh, it it would be. I think that the quality of this show would be amplified if if you knew. Well, now not not if I knew because I wouldn't really want to know. Yeah. But it, if it did conclude like, the story of of Loki of Loki. Yeah. And in a way, I guess it concludes the story of our loki but that's not what i'm talking about right i think we're on the same page there yeah yeah we're definitely I, yeah that's just me like smacking back any flack people get we did end loki yeah, yeah i know i know that he's dead it's, it's a really ending <laughs> if you still have the same character right, playing by the exactly. same actor and now that the first episode we got him back to like exactly where he was exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's not the character yeah he died on screen but he's still here right right he's basically the same <laughs> doing so, the same like, thing you know, I I agree though. 
like a, con- a conclusive story will happen. But like this train station that you're talking about, it goes like A to Z and then repeats in right, A to exactly. Z. exactly. And I talked earlier about how Destiny Two had like a ten year plan. Yeah. I wonder what the MCU's timeline looked like. Was it like a 35, 40 year I, plan? I I, like, I don't. Where does it end? They probably have like they do phases, and that's the thing. It's like. You don't have an ending. It's just like anything. Um, so when you're creating art or anything, and this is going to be really pretentious of me, you want to, if you try to create something with no restraints, no ending, nothing. You just know I'm going to create something until I keep create. I'm going to keep creating it until I die or something like that. You're never. Mm-hmm. It's going to become a mess eventually, <laughs> or right. it's or you're going to look back. And look at like phase one and be like, well, the stuff that happened in phase one literally doesn't matter anymore in phase five because this one thing in phase four just said none of that matters anymore because you always have to up the stakes. Right. And that's exactly what just happened. Exactly. We just found like, which I thought was really cool and really fun and stuff. But then I thought about it and it'd be like, wow, did the end game Infinity Saga just doesn't matter right now? Like, right, at least not in this show. Like, yeah. at least not to Loki. I mean, it does give you kind of like a grasp of the power of this corporation or whatever. Yeah. But also, like, maybe I guess that's what they would want, right? They'd want me to be in the headspace of, you know, none of that shit. Yeah. To, to these people, but like, damn. <laughs> da- yeah, damn indeed. And I mean, well, I guess this is the reason we're talking about this, like. You can't keep upping the power level of the MCU, right? right? Like, well, I don't know. Cause, you like, can it goes as far as the comics go, I guess, in theory. And that gets into like Galactus and like Deadpool and like fourth world, fourth wall breaking, and like, yeah. And we know Deadpool is coming, and you know there are crazier things outside of even Galactus, right? I mean, yeah, there's. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, That's what I was saying. Like, is there like a 35-year plan? How many phases are there? Like, is there going to be <laughs> like the James Cameron thing that's like spelled out? <laughs> Have they just not given that information to IMDb? And, you know, in actuality, it's like, you know, we have yeah, Tom Hiddleston I mean, on deck to play Loki in 2032. And I mean, that's the thing. You can't plan that far <laughs> ahead with filmmaking. Like, you can, right. but like... You can't what I was ri- talking about with James Cameron, like I didn't want to get too morbid, but it brings me back to The Dark Knight because yeah. I feel like uh, our boy Heath Ledger would have been in The Dark Knight Rises had exactly all of that not happened. Um, yeah. But you know, like things happen, so like how do you plan a fucking timeline like that? It's just bananas. You you, you can't yeah yeah you can't pass like five or ten years. <laughs> But right. you, but like, yeah, I, I, if I could be wrong here, but I don't see the MCU stopping in my lifetime, it which is a feel crazy like statement to say. Yeah, it feels it like a train cr- I'll never get off. It really does, <laughs> because why would they? Literally, right. why? At this point, they're continuing <laughs> stories in video games. Yeah. We're about to learn what's going on with Jack fucking Sparrow. Or what had happened with Jack Sparrow. Right, exactly. Like, like, that's what I was saying. Like, they're just going to put their stuff elsewhere and continue their stories in other ways. So let's say that, like, Phase 5 
definitive endings for all of our heroes, right? They defeat Galactus, they all fucking retire and live in Maui indefinitely, or whatever the hell hero retirement looks like. In a year, <laughs> they're all gonna be back. <laughs> in, right. like, Lego Marvel or something. Oh my god. You know, starring Mark Ruffalo as Lego Hulk. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like that's how I see it going. Yeah, I uh I don't know. Um but Loki's good. Can't wait to see what happens tonight, tomorrow. Um yeah, I mean I'm excited for it. Yeah. This I I have nothing else to say about it, I guess. <laughs> um Will it I guess the last question is will it come and go like the last two? Because I don't, I don't see know. really people talking about the last two, any, like WandaVision or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Probably, I like I said, I I believe that the whole point is to just like build hype and yeah. bridge. So yeah. I mean, now there's no reason to talk about WandaVision because you only want to know about <laughs> Doctor Strange, exactly, and, and uh, the Rambo. And then there's no reason to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier anymore because you just want to know about Bucky and Cap and John and like now where they're going and what they're going to do and all this stuff. So by the time this is over, I feel like I'm not going to give a shit about uh, the TVA or Owen Wilson. I'm I'm just going to want to know where Loki's at in the multiverse or something, you know, like he's probably just going to disappear in the end of this. I mean, probably. Yeah. I think he'll go out the same way he came in. Just bloop. Kind of hope. Um, I don't mind that. I mean, like, and then don't show me Tom Hiddleston's Loki for, like, a long time. And when he does show up, make him have an enormous fucking impact and have that be, like, the, the, the definitive end of his story. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I agree. I, I completely agree. Um, All right, well, let's move on to the last part of our... Uh, podcast the middle point um where we discuss the movie of the week this week we are discussing robert eggers 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 i always say eggers yeah i think i say eggers too but it's just it's egg it has the word egg in it it has the word egg in it (laughs) um god which is really funny because uh in my like two tabs it's like kevin bacon and then robert eggers Um, we are talking about The Witch, the 2015 uh, New England colonial horror film about witchcraft and black magic and possession. Um, God, it still holds up. It's so it's good. It's so good. Yeah, so for those who don't know it, without going through the entire story, The Witch is about a family kicked out of their community who has to go into the wilderness of New England during the 1600s. Um, There they struggle to survive as they have been outcast. Um, But along along with that, there's also a witch of the woods. Um, Everyone is very religious in this. Uh, They all speak in an old English accent. That's why I recommend using... um, closed captions so you can actually colonial english it's colonial. tough yeah it's tough you don't know what the hell you're they're saying if you're not using closed captions or unless you study that um and yeah it is great it is shot very beautifully it is great acting um it, the climax is fantastic uh black philip i stand black Fa- philip <laughs> he is the best goat around so i actually jumped I've seen this movie like six times probably. Yeah. Um, and I still I just watched it again yesterday. I actually jumped when uh Black Phillip hits the hits the blow against uh 
Daniel? William. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a big goat. He's terrifying. Yeah. He's a big yeah. goat. I didn't know goats got that big. At one point in my life, we owned goats. Dude, goats and, are cool. And uh, one of them fuck, uh, did that, rammed me. Ugh. In the legs, like in a corner, Ugh. like a bunch of times, he was sounds, all pissed off. That sounds painful. Little Shane was like, ah, what the fuck? And I had to like climb over a gate. I was like, ah! And it just beat the shit out of my legs. It was crazy. It just like got all mad. I don't know why. I, I was, I don't know. It's just crazy. Hell anyway. yeah. Um, with wouldst thou like <laughs> to live on. deliciously? Um, but Ooh. yeah, it, it's, it's such a good film. It's only an hour and a half too, which I mean respect i out of all the movies that are so long give me a short movie like that every once in a while um but it's it's really good uh it's like the start of uh robert eggers um like trilogy he's doing all these like old time uh horror films um i mean the lighthouse is next to him after this i believe um which is so good it's one of my favorite films the last five years um and then next year we are getting the northman which also seems kind of like in the same lines of everything yeah i'm excited for that that should be good yeah um, so let's talk about what makes the witch the witch uh, um first of all colonial english <laughs> oh so can we actually just say period piece yeah it's a period piece absolutely because um, I don't want to be too specific. Because, but I will say this is probably my all-time favorite period piece. It is really good. I can't think of any a one that I would probably rank higher. Maybe the Lighthouse. It just nails it, and uh, yeah, it's just well, so good. The coolest thing is like the at the end of the witch, it says like these like the stories were taken from journals from like that time mm-hmm. period and like written in that language the best they could. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that. Uh, you know, the other thing that makes this movie, you've already said it, is just uh, the dedication and quality of of acting. Yeah. Um, shout uh, out Harvey Scrimshaw. Yeah. Uh, that that Caleb, man, when he's going through his shit in that house, that is yeah. some, like, actually terrifying shit. Absolutely. Uh, we also have uh, Anya Taylor-Joy again um, from Queen's Gambit and New Mutants, and yeah. she's also blowing up and also Late Night, Last Night in Soho, which is coming out soon. Um, and Ralph Ineson is uh, a legend. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate Dickey is great as Catherine. I think she is the most haunting member of the cast, uh, the mother. Um, the yeah, children drive me insane, but they're good actors. Mm-hmm. The, the kids she so is much. particularly like haunting is like a perfect word. Um, I just think like the the parts that shook me the most overall is definitely when Caleb comes back. Uh, that that was really terrifying, and this watch through particularly was when Mercy walks up and says, I am the Witch of the Woods. I was like, damn, that didn't even sound like a joke. Yeah, right? I, oh. The first time I watched it, I was like, ha ha, tis but a jest. <laughs> this time I was like, she just rolled jest. up and, and foreshadowed, I think. And that yeah. was one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Um, Who do I think is the actual witch? Yeah, I mean that was I think I, it's that the was children. how I was gonna phrase it, but I didn't want to phrase it that way. You think I, it's the? I honestly think it's one of them in particular, or do you think it's both of them? I think it's both of them. I think Thomason is actually like as innocent 
Um, as she's portrayed. Yeah, because, like, I mean, obviously we get parts, like, where she doesn't seem that innocent, but, like, the kids are the ones hanging out with Black Phillip, who's Satan. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, there's also, like, you can see on the corn, there is, like, this weird fungus growing and some shots that can also make you think it's uh, hallucinogenic, it's a uh, ergot, but I also uh-huh. don't want to go that way with it. I think this is a good supernatural film. <laughs> I, I'm going to yeah, play into that yeah. canon. Like, it could be that canon, um, but I like that. Um, I, I, I also, I like that it's, like, hard to, like, figure out, like, who brought this, like, mm-hmm. witchcraft, especially because we don't know why people, they were kicked out, or do we? I, I, I never picked up why they were I, kicked out. Th- because he didn't agree with... Oh, their religion, yeah, yeah. Um, They weren't on the same page, basically, is how I can sum that up. Uh, Oh, shit, no way. Um, uh, uh, Ralph Ineson is in The Green Knight. Oh, Um, yeah. And The Northman. Hell yeah. (laughs) And The Tragedy of Macbeth, oh my god. And The Ballad of Buster Scrooges. He's good. Scruggs. Scruggs, (laughs) Scrooge. Scrooge, got Scrooge on my mind. Um, um, I think that if you like do a mini analysis of each character that lives in this house, um, there would be a different reason for right. It's this a, witchcraft. It's like the thing, but if the thing was in didn't have Kurt Russell and, and was in 1630s New England, right? Like I think that William would probably think it's because of like some blasphemous things he's done like mm-hmm. his lying and things like that um and mother obviously would probably think that it's because of thomason yeah and, and thomason thinks it's because of the twins and the twins would probably think it's because of thomason yeah you know it's just like everyone thinks it's something else the whole time and i mean that's that's why i asked you the question because I think it's painted so well in such a way that I am with you. I I think that it's well more in particularly after this watch through. If it's not both the twins, I think it's Mercy because uh, yeah, there was there was just a scene in particular where uh, she seemed they're both weird. Like they both in sync were like looking at Black Philip when they're in the shed, and they just looked right at her, right at Thomason, and they started talking. But like when the screaming started. Mercy seemed to to stall a little bit, I guess. I don't know. It just seemed... She seemed a little sus, this watch through. But I'm just... I was going to say, yeah. it's painted in such a way that I almost can't even trust myself when I say that I don't think it's Thomason. Like, after watching it, I was like, this is just done so well that, like, all the way up until the end, you're like, maybe. 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 Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, like, she is super tricky because they open the film with her admitting a lot of things like confessing to the audience and to god yeah she's a sinner and she's sinned in her mind and like all these things and it and it had me thinking like off rip this watch they're like maybe she is the witch um yeah but i mean at the same time like everyone back in that day thought they were like the greatest sinner of all time and and (laughs) well that's a thing too speaking of back in the day um this specific time uh witch hunts were happening so well like, actually for... so I'm, I'm reading the trivia right now which you are right but this is actually takes place um 62 years before the infamous salem witch trials before salem so yeah. maybe not like the specific witch trials but i imagine like oh yeah which you know then? just the thought of witchcraft would would strike up this kind of yeah i'm happening. pretty sure the malice maleficorum which is the hammer against witches which is the book about killing witches um 
came out in the 1400s, the 1500s. Let me see. Okay. So, like, I imagine, like, let's just yeah, say, 1487. for instance, that Thomason did lose Samuel to a wolf, a really fucking lightning fast wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I still am convinced that the story may have played out in a similar way. Um, yeah. With all of the accusations and, like, the witchcraft being brought up because of, like, just the way that things shook out. It doesn't seem like that far of a stretch that they would have kind of leaned on witchcraft or something like that as a scapegoat. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I <laughs> scapegoat. Um, <laughs> but I'm with you. I like, I'm, I'm in the, uh, the canon of, of the supernatural. I, I love just taking this movie as it is. Yeah. Um, believing that Thomason is innocent and, uh, until proven otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i, um, I uh, yeah agree i um i it's just this is a film you have to watch it, like we can describe it as much as we can until like our lips go blue from talking too much um it's just you have to watch it um you have to come up with your own ideas of what went down and it's just it's it's hard it, because that's it's a simple tale when we tell a story it's simple the family in 1960s new england is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft black magic and possession after they're kicked out into the woods but it's really the acting and the small pieces and how the family reacts to each other and all the lies being told between the family and all the sins yeah. and all that stuff and all their like the whole um protestant i think i don't know if they're protestant at this point um i'm not sure but it's many pieces that yeah. build this beautiful picture of a movie it really is um yeah and i mean it's great watch it it's you can watch it for like a dollar on amazon right now i just realized like i, I noticed that like you can rent all the movies for like a dollar where do you watch it amazon me too yeah it was like a dollar yeah um Did you so know yeah. that guardians of the galaxy came out before this and and uh he was also in that who was uh, also Ra in that? Ra ralph ineson oh who was he in that he he was but a pilot oh nice That's um cool. and then after that he was a policeman in the kingsman in the same year nice and then right after that he did the witch yeah the witch must be like what like blew him up I think so, cause he oh yeah, he's on he's on a lot more things that. after that, yeah. All right, so let's move on to the second, the last part of our show where we take your guys's votes and we remake this film. So we are making a remake of this film in the styling of a crime cyberpunk, <laughs> <laughs> which is the opposite of this film in all aspects. Yeah, but not really. I think we just get our. Uh, Cyberpunk 2099 on. <laughs> yes. Or, uh, yeah, 2077. All right, so no. easy directing this. Um, Ridley Scott. Easy. Boom. We have our director, Ridley Scott. So, uh, Blade Runner is also a film about humanity and sin and life and really deep and stuff, and one of my favorite uh -huh, films. Uh -huh. So, boom, Blade Runner. Director Blade Runner, the best cyberpunk film of all time. See? I mean, boom. Directing it. Um, What's the story? I, I, uh, I think instead of, like, a literal witch, uh, it's like a, uh, like a businessy witch 
that is also into witchcraft, right? But like, yeah, I'm thinking cyberpunk, and I'm thinking of like a druid that's chosen to get into like a, a ghost in the machine type deal. I don't know. I was thinking like, just like shady dealings, but a druid who can also be like very witchy and do yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, we could do kind of um, uh, God, what's what is that book called? Um, it's not necromancy. It's one second. Um, Necromancy? Techno, yeah, but it's, um, God, what is this book? I've read this book before. Uh, Neuromancer. Neuromancy. Mm -hmm. Where you connect your brain to the computer. Maybe that's the witch. Is like, the computers and the electronics are, okay, so we should figure out why they get kicked out first. It's a crime cyberpunk. Uh, this family was part of a crime family. They've been exiled out of the city. Maybe they have to move into an old factory in the barrens of the cyberpunk city, yeah. the metropolis, the mega city, because obviously there's going to be outskirts and there's going to be full factories and stuff. The family moves there. There, there's a bunch of electronics. Maybe the electronics keep coming alive and stuff, and their phones don't work and stuff, and the witch is really... Yeah. And maybe the computers are trying to get them to join the computer like kind of all the witches trying to get uh um thomas in to join the coven like (laughs) the witch cyber winch is trying to get them to join it's like telemarketers calling and being like asking for their personal information all the time except it's not really telemarketers (laughs) exactly and the best part too is like you could do like the whole like black philip like sneaky thing is like no one could believe each other like their electronics are talking to them at night and you could actually make that really (laughs) spooky yeah maybe like when they're uh the twins are like wearing their headphones you know like jamming out to some smooth tunes yeah there's actually getting like the sweet nothings of satan whispered into their ears hell yeah <laughs> yeah um i'm trying to think like uh i think we use the same cast <laughs> so it's funny that you say that because i'm sitting here looking at it and i'm like man i really don't want to get rid of anya taylor joy right and then i don't um, want to get rid of ralph either yeah yeah they're all so great and i honestly like the the story wouldn't have to change too much in terms of like the order of events like you know caleb like going missing and then having something mysterious happen Mm -hmm. like maybe he just gets he answers the phone he answers his phone hello and they're like hey you know we need to meet you here for some something (laughs) i mean technology is just the new religion Right. <laughs> Boom! Replaced the whole religious under. Yeah. Which you could still have, like Blade Runner even has like some religious undertones to it. Um, mm-hmm. just for, I mean, all, most cyberpunk has some weird like, um, combination of technology and religion, which always pops up in sci-fi, which is like an aspect I really like. Uh, you can just replace the technology as your god, and maybe the technological god, Satan, yeah. devil. <laughs> maybe like they don't even know that they're worshiping technology. Right, they yeah, just they like... just hold their phones all the time. They're always on their phones, blah blah blah. But like, it is so relevant to them that it is like a religion. Like, if they lose their phone, they're like, "Oh my god, like, where's my phone? Like, I need my phone so bad." Ah, it, like makes them panic and stuff. Maybe Could that's be... why uh, Caleb goes missing. Maybe he loses his phone. Yeah, so he just absolutely. wanders out of the house, and then someone tells him, "Like, I got a phone for you, kid." <laughs> yeah, and I then mean... he comes home, and he's like. And he vomits out a phone. Yes, he vomits <laughs> out circuitry or something like that. Um, Black Philip could just be like a robot. Oh yeah, yeah, like, like a uh, droid. one of those robot dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> robot pet goat. Me, pet me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Black Philip, Black Philip. <laughs> uh, I don't oh, know. It's what... just a Roomba. <laughs> yes, it's a Roomba. <laughs> just, just dancing around it. Black Philip, Black, Black Philip. It's vacuuming casually. Oh my god. I, I just love the idea of a coven of uh, neuro witches. Yeah, that's such a cool neuro witch. Neuro witch sounds way cool. Neuro sounds Holy so cool. Shit. I love when cyberpunk mixes with fantasy, which a lot of mm-hmm. like <laughs> cyberpunk does that. It has like really fantastical um, ideas behind it, and just like technology instead of magic. Um, yeah, solid choice for a uh, little remake. Good, good votes. Good, Especially good votes, for us. You know, I, I, I like being in the cyberpunk state of mind. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I think we nailed it. I don't think there's anything else to add to like remaking that film. Like, same cast. Ridley right Scott's directing that I wouldn't change the cast. Yeah. Um the story pretty much the same. Um replace yeah. the woods of New England with the factory districts of Chicago. Of <laughs> uh, New Boston. New Boston, <laughs> yes. Um and the thing is you replace the old colonial English with future English because that's going to sound differently than what we sound like uh-huh. right now. So you'll still need subtitles. Yeah, you'll still need subtitles, obviously. <laughs> um, Black Phillip is just B.L.A.'s in Akram. Yeah, anagram. Um, and boom, we have it. I would that film actually sounds sweet. A uh, horror cyberpunk. We need more cyberpunk horror. We just I need agree. more cyberpunk horror. Because you can do some stuff with like body horror with it and like yeah. Cyberpunk horror. Do more of it. I'm, what is what is some upgrade? Oh, I guess Possessor came out recently. That was supposed to be really good on Hulu. This is a cool way to have Black Phillip. Hi, bring this Shane. Hi. Um That's you. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> it's Black Phillip. What a ridiculous thing. Yeah. Um, alright. Well, I guess I should announce what we're watching for next week. <laughs> Before oh, we wrap yeah, this up, I haven't yeah. even done that. That is a good way of spelling Black Phillip. 8L4CKPH111P. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so next week, we are staying with the gothic monsters. Um, but we're, I, I was thinking about doing a third witch because, you know, covens uh, oh, usually go with three. But we're not doing that. Tricky. We're going to vampires. <laughs> because I'm have, about that. to have a busy week, and we're going to watch a comedy this week. And we're probably going to watch my favorite comedy of all time. We're going to watch What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> Awesome. I've never seen it. I'm so oh, glad. I'm so excited. So we're going to watch Taika Waititi's and uh, Jermaine Clemens of uh, Flight of the Concords uh, debut film that really put Taika on the, in the spotlight. And one of my favorite, I, it is my favorite comedy of like, at least the last 20 years, probably of all time, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the mockumentary about vampires in uh, New Zealand. It, and it is so good. The television show is equally as good, too. So if you end up watching this movie for next week, Anyone, Shane, do you too? Watch the television show on Hulu after. It is so good. Check it out. Where can I watch the movie? Uh, you might have to rent it on Amazon. That's fine. I just needed to know. I'm yeah, actually, Google let's search. see. I get, uh, okay, you're going to Google search? Forget it. Forget I'll, I'll it. see if it's on Hulu. <laughs> oh. I know it would be weird if the television show... Okay, only the television show's on Hulu. So, yeah. You're going to have to rent it, everyone. But it's like a dollar right now. I don't know why Amazon's doing dollar rentals, but I'm not going to complain. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that that's it. So next week, uh, this week was The Witch. Next week, what we do in the shadows. 
This is the spooky month of June still, somehow. We keep doing spooky movies. We got Fear Street coming in July, too. Yeah, spooky summer! Yeah, spooky, scary summertime. All right, well, that was the podcast, everyone. Let's do some plugs and get out of here. Usually, after these podcasts, we play some games with... uh, uh, the you wonderful viewers, Shane. I don't know if you're going to do that, but I have we're to not, head out. We're, we're not, not doing, doing it. it. Okay. No. Uh, well, I'm heading out after this, so this week we're not. But next week we will be uh, playing video games with our viewers. After usually we play Valorant or something like that. Um, but yeah, Shane, hit me with your plugs. Uh, you can catch me live at Twitch.tv/slash Bring the Shane. I do dummy slay slash play on Mondays and ruining movies on Tuesdays and Shanecraft on Fridays, which is just fantastic come hang out have uh, fun. yeah cool stuff nice um you can find me at twitch.tv slash farm goat uh same dummies play on monday tuesdays this podcast um normally i do other stuff throughout the week but this month is kind of crazy for me so those are the only two days i'm streaming but go check out my youtube channel uh, farm goat plays go check out the ruining movies uh, youtube if you want to catch up on the last old episodes you can also find us all on spotify and our tiktok is also um ruining movies so go check out all that stuff and yeah we'll see you next week as we talk about the vampire mockumentary what we do in the shadows I'm really excited for you guys to all watch it I hope you enjoy it because it is so good bye everyone be excellent to each other bye peace